Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, November 1, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Today was Kabuki Theater, Fed Day slash Jerry's Presser. We don't need to review the details of what he said. In fact, I can't do it because I wasn't listening. It doesn't matter what he said. doesn't matter what the questions and answers were. What matters is where the market is in relation to the overall look and places on the chart. So what we're going to do is first look at the obvious on the daily chart. They ran up to test the 200 period moving average from down below garden variety stuff what's interesting is that was the stopping point for the market today they came up short of actually filling the gap up here the official gap is for 23.63 they could do that tomorrow can this be a bottom that's one of the questions that traders will be asking already are asking let's go through that scenario let's start with it's still a bounce in a downtrend below all the moving averages the trend is your friend and it is in the downward direction let's get that out on the table the trend will remain down while mrs market is making lower highs so here's what we're talking about you have a high all the way up here you have lower highs down here you have yet again another lower high situation now, even if the market has a relief rally, which it's having right now, relief rally is normal garden variety stuff. Traders that are short have to cover. Buying begets buying. You get a little bit of a squeeze operation, hence a relief rally. Can they put in another lower high somewhere up here? Absolutely. Will they get up there? We don't know. However, let's talk through that for a moment. Many people, pundits, traders, investors, talking heads, they will want to call this a bottom. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. For now, it's a bottom. And here's the situation. If they can get above this 200-period moving average and get above this gap, 423.63, and close up there, not just touch it, not just close for five minutes, close a day up there, close another day above, that will likely promote another leg of a squeeze operation. If they're going to do that, if they're going to do the squeeze operation, where would they be headed? The first or next major place is around 430, likely a spike of 430, and as high as 432.75. Might want to write that down, put it on a sticky note, You've got a 50-period moving average sloping down. By the time they get here, if they're going to get here, the 50-period moving average will likely be in this vicinity. I'm not expecting this kind of thing tomorrow, although you never know. Usually, Mrs. Market has to wreak havoc before making the secondary move, but anything is possible. What you'll get tomorrow, I like to call Interpretation 2.0 of Fed Kabuki Theater Jerry's Presser. What does that mean? Well, let's say the market's down on Thursday morning. 
you will get the pundits and talking heads going through a reinterpretation of what they thought or interpreted he said today, all that stuff, because the market is down. So they will reinterpret the information that they interpreted during and after the thing this afternoon. If the market's gapping higher tomorrow, they'll be calling for a bottom and you'll begin the secondary squeeze operation as long as they can get above that gap and stay above that gap. They should get to 430 or higher. Let's talk a little bit about lottery tickets. Not the kind you buy at the gas station, but lottery tickets in relation to the market. We talked about it in the live room a couple of days. We talk about it from time to time when there's events happening. There are traders that like to buy some calls or buy some puts for a lottery ticket type of move. For example, today. After the Fed, thinking the market's going to shoot up or shoot down, they buy some short-term lottery tickets, they either pay or they go to zero. The discussion we had in the live trading room today was, you can certainly buy a lottery ticket, you can do that as long as you realize what you're doing. Don't think of it as a trade, and if you're right, you were smart, so you keep doing it again and again and again. You have to recognize that it's a bet. It's like pulling up to the roulette wheel, sitting at the blackjack table, betting on a football game. It's a bet. When you make that kind of a bet, you have to go with the assumption, I'm going to lose it all, therefore I'm not going to bet a lot, but just in case, I might get a nice ride. It's called a lottery ticket. You buy the lottery ticket, you expect to lose, but if you win, you win. How often do you win? Not that much. So here's what we discussed in the live room. We talked about the lottery ticket, and I know that a lot of traders wanted to buy a put or a few puts as a lottery ticket. We talked about it, and here's what I said, quote, unquote. Most traders are thinking the market's going to collapse after the Fed. That's been somewhat of the prevailing thing over the last several meetings. Therefore, everybody's on one side of the boat. What's likely to happen? The opposite. What happened today? The opposite. I'm certainly not a genius. I don't have a patent on this information, but I've read this book before. Here's an hourly chart. Remember this from yesterday? We had an inverse head and shoulders pattern. This was identified last night. It was identified yesterday morning for the live trading room. We took the ride up. Some traders held it overnight. They got the full Monty. Some traders hopped on this morning as markets were going up. Where was the target? It was a spike of 421 up to about 422. The exact number on the board for the live room was 421.90. What was the high this morning? 421.90 to the penny. Let's go put our money where our mouth is. The early notes, you can read it all. I'm just going to highlight a few things. I urge you to do it, meaning read it, pause it, go back to the video and watch what happened on the charts. Remember last night's video, we discussed the inverse head and shoulders pattern with a target around 421. So I'm what's called fading the target. 421 was just beneath the actual target. As long as she doesn't drop below the LEC9, the target is active. They didn't go down during the regular session, so we don't have to worry about the support. They actually did this or within pennies of this in the pre-market. So we had a case of the pre-market thieves, or as I put it this morning, we need to report a burglary around the top of the pivot zone. Here, let's see where that was. Right here. We need to report a burglary around the top of the pivot zone. 
kind of like stealing an Amazon package off the front porch. They got you, but they didn't get in the house, meaning they never got to the pivot, but they took away the morning trade. Or did they? But wait, there's more. We had some numbers on the way. 419.30, I told traders that's a target, but it's not a short. You had 420 right above, big fat round number. They suck price in. That's why this wasn't a short. And then what was above 420? Here's what else we said in the live room. You have the head and shoulders target right above 420. Don't short 420. Wait for the number. Wait for the head and shoulders target. High of day, 423.50. Missed it by that much. Right of the vertical is today's activity. Here's a five-minute chart. There's your completion of the head and shoulders all the way up near 422, 42190 spot on. And what'd they do? They hammered around here for a little while and then did what? Pulled back, gave you the trade, turned it into a Whopper Junior. Traders got, as they say in the trading parlots, paid. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. They're giving the Whopper Junior. We're not going to trade around the Fed meeting. If you want a lottery ticket, that's up to you. Not going to initiate a new trade leading up into the Fed meeting. So that was the conclusion of the day. We're going to conclude with a Whopper Junior. By the way, check this out. Remember 419.30, 4.19 and a quarter. Below 4.20 opens the door back down to 4.19.30. So traders know exactly where exits are. You got to exit at the big fat round number. And if you're holding a trailer or still holding a piece after that, and here's what I say every day, it doesn't cost you anything to hold a trailer. Once we put a profit in our pocket at the five to seven point scalp objective, just to get a base hit in our pocket. Why? Because base hits put you in the hall of fame. Then the next target below 420 was 41930. So I'm front running the target a little bit on the way down. And lo and behold, what's the low in this candle? 419.30 on the button. It pays to know your numbers. Do you have these numbers while trading in the markets during the trading day? That's a good question. What about stocks on the move? We had five on the board today. ADP, Humana, EL, Estee Lauder. DD, DuPont, and UNM, Unum. They all hit their entry objectives. Let's go take a look. ADP, haircut at the open. There's your three numbers. They came into the zone, a little below the zone, right back to the top place. This was not an easy trade. However, still bounce back to the first number. That deserves somewhat of a funny how that works. About 294 in Humana. They come into it after the haircut, they spike it and have an immediate rocket ride back in the other direction. The high in this candle, for example, happens to be 515.99. That's some rip. Good participation in Humana. We have a lot of traders that like the big stocks because they know that they move. EL Estee Lauder was a little wild at the open. You see they spiked the all three numbers and then rallied right back to the first number, hung around there. So if you played them by the numbers, if you painted by the numbers, it was just fine. Again, not an easy trade, getting a nice big haircut at the open. The support zone, the numbers work. About DuPont, hits the first number, bounces back up, nice trade. Did it again at the second number. By this time in the afternoon, there's nothing left. 
It just melts away. Nobody's taking this trade. It's over in the morning. This is a morning business. This is the one you want right over here. You're looking for the initial reaction, the bounce, once they give it to you. If you're holding a piece, you take a rocket ride. If you're holding a piece and they come back down, you can't lose any money because you've already got a base hit in your pocket. That's why we call them risk-free, emotionless trades. Similar deal with UNM. Two numbers came into both of them, bounced right back all the way up to a high of 46.37. So they certainly gave you the deal and then some from a morning trade perspective. The numbers work. After the trade, who cares what happens later? What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, they're trying to trade away from the completion of their regular way head and shoulders pattern from this daily chart. This is a bounce in a downtrend. They're even far away from home base. Home base is the 20 period moving average. It's around 167, 169, pardon me. Still a ways away. Bounce in a downtrend, nothing more, nothing less. You have a gap up here. If they get above the gap, then they can open the door up to the 20 period moving average, which is sloping down into price. So over the coming days, this will get a little lower and lower. And when reached, if reached, it will be overhead resistance. What about the folks down at the transportation department, Buttigieg's crew? Bounce in a downtrend, same routine, looks like the spiders. But in terms of away from the 20 period or home base, looks more like the IWM. My two favorite market leading indicators are IWM and the transports. However, the transports are my favorite canary in the coal mine. Remember, they hit the 200 week moving average last week. They're getting a nice bounce off of that. And that was the last moving average line of defense. The 14,400 neighborhood will be overhead resistance. Write that one down. Put it on a sticky note. Nice rally today for the Q people. So check this out. You have a breakdown candle high. The high is 356.88. Today's close, 356.96. So if they close up again tomorrow above that place, that's a bullish signal to trade into these moving averages. Same routine with the spiders. Closing price on the gap is 359.13. So as long as they can get above that and close above that, kind of coincides with this moving average anyway, that's a bullish signal. If they close the gap, fill the gap, and get rejected, it's just a bounce and a downtrend. Right now, it's just a bounce and a downtrend until it's not. Pretty good rally for the financials. The XLF right into the 20 period moving average, or as we like to say, home base. Touched it, pulled away from it, garden variety stuff. What's the prize in the XLF if they have a continued rally? Get out your sticky notes. 33, 45, maybe it's 50, but 33.45 to 50 is the prize and a continued rally in a squeeze operation. Everything will get a lift higher. A rising tide does lift all boats. If they're going to do that. How about Smash Mouth? The semi-space. They were riding the 200 period moving average in a bearish flaggish formation. Now they've broken the chain. Where did they go? to run a test near the high portion of the breakdown candle. That's garden variety, the way the shit works. 
We watch it on all charts. All charts act and react the same way. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I am David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.